everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for listening. This is another solo episode and this one is going to be a little bit different. It's not, I'm not offering much advice on this, although you might be able to take a lot of advice from this if you listen to it. But I want to share a bit about my journey with you. And I want to share this because as a personal trainer and a nutritionist, those terms are used very broadly and that's totally fine. Nothing wrong with that. But the past couple of weeks, I've personally been focusing on the future of all of that and all that I'm doing, training programs, nutrition programs, my monthly membership, the next membership that I'm building, which is more fitness focused, this podcast, all of it. All of my goals and plans aside, I was starting to get really discouraged because in this fitness, nutrition, wellness space, there is no shortage of bullshit and it kills me to see people copying the bullshittery of bullshit people because it looks interesting or cool, it promises crazy results or it's cheap. I hate it. So I started thinking, why would anyone want to work with somebody who's actually honest, somebody who tells the truth? Someone who doesn't make false promises or prescribe stupid diets or post booty pics in hopes that people will believe they will have a juicy butt just from working with me. By the way, all butts are juicy. Don't worry. My frustration was not coming from fear or scarcity or any other mindset like that. It was coming from me really trying to figure out what makes me unique in all of these fields because this is you know, fitness and nutrition, these things are blowing up right now. Everybody wants to know, you know, the best way to eat, the best way to get fit. And there's no shortage of advice. You can hop onto Instagram and see advice from millions of people, literally. So yeah, I was trying to figure out what makes me unique in my field. What about me stands out among the bullshit? And it's not me trying to convince people to work with me or convince people that I'm right. It's just me trying not to feel like I need to step back because of all the dumb shit that I see in this space. It's me trying to say, what about me makes me want to lean into this even more. And yeah, so that's where my struggle was this week. And I, you know, lamented to my fiance Joe a lot and he helped me start to sort it out. And he helped me realize that my uniqueness is there, that he helped me see my uniqueness and my approach. So now for the remainder of the episode, I will brag about how unique and different I am. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I am going to share a long story short version of my fitness and wellness journey because sharing this, writing this, even thinking about this helped me appreciate myself a little bit more, not just in my business. And maybe it can help some of you recognize how unique your own journey has been, even if on the outside it all looks very normal. So, you know, let's all try to appreciate where we are, even if it sucks you know, and use our uniqueness to help get us where we actually want to be a place that doesn't suck. So here we go. One of my biggest loves and passions is training. I love lifting weights. I love the feeling of being strong. I love pushing my body and my mind. I love the physical results. I love talking about training to me. There is no better pre-workout than just talking about training with other people who love it. It fires me up. Anyway, I discovered this love, I would say about seven years ago. I was working as a personal trainer at Crunch Fitness and I fell in love with squatting and deadlifting because I wanted a bigger butt, honestly. So I turned to YouTube and some of the dudes that I met in the gym to learn as much as I could about form and programming and everything. And I was obsessed, like really obsessed. I started counting, tracking my macros to focus on muscle building and I ate loads of protein, all of which were, you know, from animal foods, meat, 
eggs, fish, all that. I was a very proud carnivore and literally laughed at vegans like I was a dick. I was clearly no nutrition expert, but I felt good. Training was going well and I got to eat as much meat as I wanted, which was great for me at the time. It was awesome. I mean, I was chronically constipated, but at that point in my life, I really just thought it was normal. I never even thought about it. I met a lot of lifters in the powerlifting community around this time. So if you don't know, powerlifting um, is a sport that focuses on what's known as the big three. So squats, bench press, deadlift. You train those lifts and you hit them repeatedly. You're working, you're working towards a one rep max. So the most amount of weight you can lift in each of those movements for one rep. I was still a new trainer and in the midst of my learning about lifting, in the midst of all of this, a fellow trainer at the gym came up to me and he said something like, come here, let me show you some cool kettlebell stuff. So I was like, okay, definitely. He showed me a few basic moves that I picked up really easily and he basically just suggested I make kettlebell training my thing. He said I was kind of built for it and it would make me stand out among other trainers and it would just be something that was really good for me. To this person, I owe a debt of gratitude for what that one little session, that one day, and all of that advice gave me. So after that, I became obsessed with kettlebell training, like seriously obsessed. This was like nothing else. I signed up for an eight-hour kettlebell course through Strong First and spent that day learning so much about kettlebell movements, how to perform them, and how to help other people perform them and why they're so great, why they're so beneficial and how they can help people get stronger, fitter, burn fat, everything. I was just amazed. Though the obsession deepened. Through that same organization, I signed up for a very intense three-day certification course. And there we drilled those same five or six movements, making sure we could perform them perfectly as well as coach them perfectly. So the final test was the infamous snatch test. 100 snatches in five minutes with the prescribed weight going by your body weight. If you know, you know, this test is no joke. So I don't know what I weighed then, but I had to use a 35 pound kettlebell to try and hit 100 snatches in five minutes. Your girl got 99, 90 freaking nine. I was pissed. I really was, but I rushed it off because what else could we do? The weekend wasn't over. We still had another workout to get through. When you fail the snatch test, you have a certain amount of time. I don't, I don't remember. I think it was maybe 30 days to send your coach a video of you completing the test with a clock in view so they can make sure you're not cheating. And then you'd earn your certification. I sent my video in two days later with 105 snatches for good measure. My hands were ripped up. If you know, if you snatch, if you've worked with kettlebells, whew, my hands were torn up. Anyway, earning this certification and the knowledge that I learned felt like I was enlightened in some way. I knew I was about to stand out, at least at my gym among trainers. I was so confident now how I could help more people. I was so excited. My clients loved what I was bringing them. They loved all their new training. Men and women were coming up to me asking me for advice. I led men and women in their 40s to begin lifting weights, to swing kettlebells, to even enter strength competitions. I mean, it was really an amazing time. I, I got to do something that I loved so, so much. And I got to share it with people who were just like drinking it up, like making people feel so good about themselves. I made some amazing friends during this. I, I really made some good connections. It was a beautiful thing in every way. So here I am, the only female trainer at the gym at this time, a skilled lifter, a certified kettlebell instructor, people asking me all kinds of questions on my training protocols. See, I told you I was going to brag, you know. 
<laughs> so let's fast forward a little bit. I got into the YouTube channel of a pro strongman athlete out in Maryland. And strongman is a sport where you basically, long story short, lift heavy things, often moving with those heavy things for time or reps or max weight. So I went out to visit his gym one Saturday. They had an open gym. So you go and you're able to just play with all the equipment. You do a quick conditioning workout with the group and then, you know, it's a free for all. And he was there to help and his coaches are there to help anybody who is new to the sport or to the equipment um, kind of figure out what to do. It was so much fun. I loved it. I got to pick up Atlas stones. I got to use a yoke for the first time. I was like, just so happy. So here we go again with a new obsession. Let's fast forward a little more. Fresh off a shitty breakup, I visited a more local strongman gym in Brooklyn, Global Strongman. Shout out to you. Best gym in New York City. Such a small, cool little place, but the vibe is like no other. And the owner, Hans, he trained me there basically for the whole day. It was just, uh, oh my God, it was so much fun. They were hosting a competition, I think, less than three weeks away. And I signed up for it in the novice class gave me something to focus on. It gave my mind a place to go. Um, and it was fun. I got to come out a few more times and train. Um, and I won there. I think there was a couple of people in the novice class. It was no amazing victory, but I won and it, it lit a fire under me to keep going. So I signed up for New York strongest, which is a really big show, um, in January. That was a few months later. Um, at that one, I came in, I think eighth in the novice class. Um, but I don't even care about that. It was so much fun. I never did this to win or to be overly competitive. It was just a challenge for myself and a lot of fun. So after that, I kind of entered or during this time, I entered a more stressful season of my life. Um, I had to move a couple of times. I was in a new relationship. I was working like three or four jobs, including training, teaching piano lessons, bartending. I mean, my life was a little bit crazy. So it was a lot of stress, which I never did anything to deal with, never even thought I needed to deal with that. And so after my second move, I randomly, seemingly overnight, gained about 15 pounds. And I was just like, how is this happening? I mean, I'm eating so much beef and chicken and sausage and eggs and rice, just like a good strength athlete is supposed to do, you know? Well, my third competition knocked me clear off my pedestal. Not literally, because there were only two of us in that weight class, so I still came in second and got to stand on a big pedestal. But I did perform horribly. Um, I still had lots of fun, but I think I bombed out. I zeroed out on three out of five events. So yeah, I sucked. I just sucked. But in my defense, I had to go up a weight class because the other girl in my weight class didn't show up. Whatever. It was a whole thing. But I realized that, you know, things were starting to feel definitely off. I couldn't figure out why my body was betraying me. Like I trained almost two hours a day, five to six days a week. Like I said, did nothing to manage my stress and meticulously tracked everything I ate or drank. At this time, I really, really wanted to learn more about nutrition and earn a certification. I knew that it would help me learn about what was going on with my own body and it would be really interesting, but it was also a big way, another way that I could help my clients because where there is training, there is nutrition. I procrastinated on that and just kind of put it on the back burner and continued doing what I was doing. So I didn't compete after that. Let's fast forward again about, I want to say five months. My digestion at this point was trash. It really had been for a while. Like I said, I was always constipated. And now I was starting to feel like anytime I eat, the food I ate was just chilling in my esophagus or in my chest until I eventually regurgitated it. It really, really sucked. And this continued until uh, October 2018 when I went with Joe to Niagara Falls for the weekend. 
during that trip or on the way home mostly, I became consistently and increasingly nauseous and it just really never went away. So I threw up every single day for about two weeks until I found out I was pregnant. This was a total, complete shock, a surprise. I mean, I never expected this. I planned, I actively planned to never ever have a kid and had only been dating Joe for nine months before this. So needless to say, my whole world was flipped upside down. Luckily, Joe took the news much better than I did. He kept calm. He really was my saving grace. And we received nothing but excitement and support from our families and our friends and our clients. And everybody was stoked for us. But internally, I was really struggling. Like, what do I do now? How can I be the girl who lifts and swings and tosses kegs with a baby? This was my first parental identity crisis. So during my pregnancy, I earned a certification in holistic nutrition and This was one of the absolute best things that I've ever done. I learned how to feed myself, my family, help my clients all eat for health, the kind of health that stays, that is there all the time and doesn't come in seasons and it's not something you have to diet for. The kind of health that prevents disease and helps you digest properly and helps you lose weight effortlessly and live really long. I discovered and I learned all about plant-based eating. I was shocked by what I learned. Like I read some things and saw some videos that I I just can't unsee, I can't unlearn, I can't turn my back on. I was amazed at how I never knew any of this. And I was amazed at how this approach, when we implemented it, helped Joe clear up years of chronic fatigue, chronic headaches, and food intolerances. While I was pregnant, I was very sick and I truly just ate whatever I could keep down. So I didn't have any rules for myself at that point. But after that and now... I am completely plant-based, as is my daughter, and I would say Joe is probably about 80% plant-based, which is really amazing. I learned why I gained those 15 pounds and how food affects so much more than just our weight. I'm talking everything. Yes, our health. Yes, our chance of getting certain diseases, our mental health, depression, anxiety, everything, hormones. So I slowly made my way back to training after I had uh, my daughter. But I just really wasn't as interested. And that's a story for another day. I think I touched on this in a couple of other episodes. But I started lifting and I was doing yoga for a while and then everything shut down and I was just kind of working out at home, finding my place and doing what I enjoyed without any pressure. So here we are now. So here and now I am a plant-based personal trainer, coach, nutritionist who still loves to lift weights, swing kettlebells, toss kegs, practice breath work and journaling take my daughter to Jamboree, teach her how to count. It's just a wildly different life. And I'm a wildly different person than I was five, six, seven years ago. Professionally, I can say I bring a health focused approach to everything I do and teach. It's the most important thing. You can build a booty. You can be an athlete. You can look amazing and feel amazing while focusing on your health, mind, body, and spirit. And that's what I'm here to help with. That's what I'm about right now. So There it is, my long story somewhat short, and I thank you so much for listening. I hope, if nothing else, it's entertained you a little bit and helped you learn a little bit more about me, but I really do hope it helps you see that your experiences really do shape you. It's so corny and cliche, but it's true. My life right now consists of all things that I swore off years ago, basically veganism, a baby, a relationship that I value and actually work at daily. A no pressure approach to fitness. I never feel the need to train for two hours at a time. I'm lucky if I do 45 minutes. It's crazy how life can change, but it really, really is up to you to take those changes and run with them and to allow them to help you evolve. So thank you so much again. 
I hope you got something from this episode. It really did help me kind of gain some clarity in where I'm at and where I'm going. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you did enjoy it, I will, as always, appreciate a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. And thank you so much again. Have a great day. Thank you.